Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. She's the man that has a nickname, always allowed to say with no shame. Tuesday, April 13, 2021. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Segaline here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. Coming in solo today. Got some sports takes to get through. But before I do that, sports are taking a back burner to really another Minnesota tragedy in which something's really got to change. This needs to stop. More equality needs to be set as a standard in this country. And honestly, the society that we live in right now is so divided, so warped, and just sad to see where we're at as a country with obviously COVID being an impact of that as well. But just in general, the overall hate you see on a consistent basis, not only in the sports world and sports topics, but turn on the news once a week and listen to some of the stories you see on there. It's absolutely tragic. Um, It's just a shame to see and you know Deontay Wright his name gets brought to the forefront like George Floyd and for me it's not enough of these are brought to the forefront at least some of them have been recently but I think if you're postponing games like we've seen professional sporting leagues do um we should either be doing that more um or there needs to be actual fight for change here because we just haven't seen it. Coming up on a month here on the anniversary of the George Floyd incident where you still have this guy Derek Shaven um, on trial. Uh, I don't know what's taking so long with that. Um, I just think there needs to be uh, actual accountability towards law enforcement that clearly isn't um, under the standards and I get it. They have a really hard. They have a really hard job, and I could never do that job. But killing people for no reason um, is getting out of hand in, in 2021 with cameras, videos, and everything going on. Uh, 20-year-old kid getting killed uh, at a routine traffic stop is not what you want to see if you're on any side of the line. And there's a lot to get to in sports, but this is definitely the most important topic for me today. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk Microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. I always appreciate the love and support for the podcast. As always, follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page, at Seggy Station. Always got a live version up on my Twitch stream. You can follow along or catch the podcast there. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And still do have the podcast out on Podbean, Spotify, a few other platforms as well. Hopefully, you get your podcast there. Um, Trying to get any of the support with... Still trying to keep the podcast as consistent as possible it means a lot, so I appreciate everybody still tuning in and showing the support and love with that. Um, you had a bigger issue than sports yesterday um, with the postponement of not only the Twins and Red Sox game early in the afternoon, but the Minnesota Timberwolves and Nets game later the evening, along with the Minnesota Wild canceling their hockey game with the St. Louis Blues. Um Basically, out of respect for Deontay Wright and this whole situation, another tragedy in Minneapolis, which is basically capturing the sports world, having nothing to do with sports. But at the same time, it has everything to do with sports. Um, I think Greg Popovich and Doc Rivers said it best in their comments yesterday. Take a listen to these.
here's the thing. I've said exactly what Greg Popovich said before, not only in regards to my own situation, um, because I've dealt with a lot of tragedy and loss, but looking at Kobe Bryant this past year, looking at obviously George Floyd, who I talked about already, Deontay Wright this past Sunday, when a situation like this occurs and everybody handles death differently, we just continue to move on. And we can talk about it all we want. We can grieve and think about those families all we want. But unless you're in those shoes, you don't understand. You truly don't understand. And it has gotten to a point, in my opinion, where people are no longer able to appreciate what other people are going through. All they care about is what they are going through. And it's a shame. It is a shame. It shouldn't come down to race. It shouldn't come down to gender. It shouldn't come down to religion. It should come down to this person is another human being. And to see some of the stuff that's gone on. And to think that we just move on. And not everybody, like Doc Rivers says, is frustrated about this. Which is a problem. Because he is also right in the fact when I was talking about this with Rich yesterday. It should be a problem. And white people should be also voicing their opinion about these problems. Because if you're not, in my opinion, you're part of the problem. If you're out here and not frustrated at this incident that we saw that had three professional sporting games postponed this yesterday, then I don't know where you're at. I don't know how, if that something like that happened to you and your family, obviously you'd be upset. And as I mentioned, a routine traffic stop in which you're telling me a person on the police force 26 years of experience, doesn't know the difference between their taser and handgun, um, is mind-boggling to me. And it's tough to defend. Just like the situation in Virginia a month ago when a full-compliant African-American military officer was pepper-sprayed in the face for not getting out of his car quick enough or something. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous, man. And I've been pulled over by the police and other people's car never in my vehicle before and i have been absolutely scared um sweating all the things that i think uh african-americans feel too but it's different it, there is no doubt about it it's different and that should not be the case and the fact that that is the case and the emotions start ticking up so much differently because of the color of your skin um in regards to a routine traffic stop where people are literally getting killed for no reason is just despicable. Uh, No words for that. And, you know, that's what what gets me, man. Because you got a 20-year-old kid who dies. And we'll talk about it this week, obviously, with the postponement of games and things going on in sports. But even this whole George Floyd thing that happened, as I mentioned, coming up on a one-month anniversary, uh, one-year anniversary in a month, I'm sorry. Um, This dude, uh, Derek Chauvin, is still on trial. Like, what is taking so long? Um, Anybody in their right mind can look at that incident and say that that person should be punished for their actions. And similarly to this one, um, trying to say this is an accidental situation, uh, 
is not. If I got pulled over and I got accidentally shot and died, um, I would hope that that person was punished for killing me. And to even have to have a debate about this and to have a different opinion about that um, is just flat out ridiculous to me, man. And I don't know what can change exactly in 24 hours when they're going to play these games in a day, two days. Um, I understand it out of the respect to their family um, and trying to show support for obviously the protests and 7 p.m. curfew and all the safety requirements, obviously, with not only COVID, but trying to protect the community in uh, that Minnesota area as well. It's, I don't understand what you expect. The fact that this stuff is still happening um, after we saw this happen, as I mentioned, almost a year ago to the day and sports world reacting the way they did and everybody reacting and has anything changed really um that's what's sad there has to be in my opinion actual change steps moving forward to actual change i'm just not not seeing that um i need to see more of that and it's just sad man um it's sad to see when you're looking around trying to look for bright spots and it's really not anything bright for all people involved, in my opinion, um, not just the African American community, which is obviously hurting uh, and just scared. Uh, I'm scared for them, and it's just absolutely a shame uh, what's going on again in Minnesota. Another tragedy um, on a day where you know, for me, I should be celebrating life. Uh, Chewy reaching out this morning about little Maverick Sturman, eight pounds three ounces. Born yesterday at 4.03 p.m. Um, not only him, but his mom, Jen, and Reed, ecstatic, all doing well. Um, it's cra- That's what's crazy to me because there's life that is created every single day and also death every single day. And I, I just, I've been struggling so much emotionally with trying to get myself right and my own life and looking at my friends and things they're going through and society and the vaccine and COVID and everything. Um, it's a lot to handle. Sometimes I just want to run away and, and not be around and you just can't do that. Um, I think people underestimate how hard it is to be strong on a consistent basis with everything that people have going on with their lives. And um, you're not going to get an award, a cookie, any of that. You just have to keep battling through and whether people are supporting you or not, um, sometimes you're doing it by yourself. Most of the time, that's what it's going to be about. And I saw an interesting thing yesterday where it was like, oh, how many people reached out to you, uh, yesterday to check up on you? Um, basically it was like, well, exactly. Um, take care of you. And watch how everything in your life comes together in alignment. But I feel like the more you start thinking like that, the more everyone's opinion ends up filtering to this, oh, well, not everybody matters and equality and all that. And I'm just at a loss for words with trying to get some of that 
um, see more of that. And I've always kind of been that type of person, help all, be all, good person, uh, care for all people, uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. And I still continue to do that, obviously. Um, I just feel like not seeing that and thinking about where we're going to be a couple months, a year, five years, ten years from now is, is honestly scary to me. And seeing everything going on in sports as well. Um, obviously provides nonstop headlines, nonstop things to talk about, opinions on media, social media, and, you know, it's, I don't even know, man, it's been, it's been tough, I'm, I like doing a podcast, I like talking about a lot of this, but I feel like it's just been so depressing and negative, and I just hope we can get back to more positive trend, um, there was some positive stuff that happened in sports, as I also mentioned. Uh, the birth of now Uncle Smats is new nephew in Maverick. So there are some good things. Um, there are people that support me. There are some good things to take out of some really bad, tragic stories. And uh, I just hope more people can recognize that this isn't right. And uh, talking sports and doing all, having sports hot takes and all that is fun. And all dandy, but it's only good when people aren't dying uh, for no reason. And that's really how I'd like to open the podcast today and try and get through some of the sports topics uh, as of now. Do want to touch on a few things that I was certainly wrong about. I'll get my bell going on this one. Um, definitely a quick shout out here to Steph Curry, who passed Wilt Chamberlain for the Warriors all time scoring record last night. Um, by doing so, having 21 points in the first quarter, hitting five threes, hitting 10 threes on the night, scoring 53 points. Um, literally no words for his performance. That was absolutely phenomenal. In a game in which he broke a 55-year record. Um, a guy who's made 10-plus three-pointers in NBA history 18 times, more than all the combined players in the NBA history combined, 16 if you add them up, Clay Thompson with five, James Harden, Lillard, J.R. Smith with three, Zach Levine with two. Steph Curry has 18 of those games. Um, he had his seventh 50-point game last night, and I talked about a 116-107 win over the Nuggets, uh, who also lost Jamal Murray to what could be a significant knee injury. Um, and I talked about it yesterday with Rich. You don't want to wish injuries upon any of the situations that come arise before the playoffs but that's the reality of the situation and I don't know what's the bigger storyline uh Jamal Murray going down it might be in done for the season for the Nugs um with Jokic everyone's right now front runner for MVP which I do think is still wide open or Steph Curry's 21 points in the first quarter five threes lifting him past Wilt Chamberlain for Golden State's career scoring record uh absolutely incredible stuff he scored 17,784 career points as a warrior. Steph Curry, just history in the making with this man. And as much as I really am not a Steph Curry fan, he has done everything for the Golden State Warriors since they drafted him. Here's the Golden State Warriors in the last 24 months. DeMarcus Cousins, torn quad. Kevin Durant, calf strain. 
Clay Thompson pulled hamstring. Kevin Durant torn Achilles. Clay Thompson torn ACL. Steph Curry broken hand. Clay Thompson torn Achilles. Marquise Chris broken leg. Steph Curry tailbone concussion. James Wiseman most recently torn meniscus, most likely done for the year. The absolute shred of the injury bug going through the Golden State Warriors over the past two years. And they're still primed to potentially be in the playing spot in the West because of Steph Curry and what he was able to do carrying the team this year. Obviously, with Draymond Green there, um, other than that, nothing else. Um, James Wiseman, not really living up to the hype of his number two overall pick. Kelly Oubre Jr., not filling the shoes of Klay Thompson, who's clearly, obviously, out for the year, still with an injury. Um, you got to give props to Steph Curry, where not only what he's done for the NBA and his historic achievements, but where he has the Golden State Warriors currently. Um, what he was able to do this year for the Golden State Warriors without Klay Thompson, um, something I was certainly a little bit skeptical about when in regards to him being able to carry the team. Um, he certainly has been able to do that, continues to do that, and deserves all the credit in the world uh, for doing that. Definitely a shout-out to Steph Curry and what he's doing for the Golden State Warriors. I'm not sure if they make the play-in, but if they do, it is strictly because of Steph Curry. Also in the NBA last night, you had a few games being played. The 76ers took care of the Mavericks 113-95, in which Joel Embiid had 36 points in 26 minutes on 17 shots, 14 of 15 free throws, and took care of Luka's 32 points, his 19-30-point game of the season for Luka, 17-30-point game of the season for Embiid, who has missed 18 games, and I still believe is in the MVP conversation. Um, the Sixers are still in first place in the East, right there, slated with the Brooklyn Nets, who I think may drop a couple games over the next week or so with obviously James Harden out, Kyrie Irving, personal issues, and Kevin Durant, minutes restriction. Um, the Nets, I think, will have some issues come playoff time. Strictly because of the center position, strictly because of guys like Giannis, Joel Embiid, and we've already seen their struggles against premier centers like Andre Drummond. 0-3 oh, are the Nets against Andre Drummond-led teams this season. Anyways, I do think the MVP is totally up for grabs. Donovan Mitchell in a loss last night to the Wizards, by the way, in which Russ has another triple-double has 42 points, in which his past four games, he's got three 40-point games, I believe. Um, absolutely disrespected in these talks for MVP conversation. Donovan Mitchell, um, Damian Lillard currently in second. Uh, I understand what's going on with Jokic and being a front-runner with all the stuff he has, but if the Nuggets aren't able to stay four in the West and lose a few games because of Jamal Murray now being done for the year, obviously impactful. Um, I also think it impacts their postseason chances and also Jokic's MVP chances that everybody is talking about as an absolute lock. I think things could change. I think Embiid even missing 18 games in his fifth season, not eating burgers and hot dogs on the sideline anymore, coached by Doc Rivers, has a chance to get hot over the next two three weeks of this NBA season before the playoffs and still claim his uh, votes for NBA MVP. Uh, it is an interesting conversation. 
to have. I also think Zion Williamson creeping into the uh, MVP conversation is not actually a thing, but he's been balling out. You're not going to have an MVP conversation for a guy who's on leading an 11 seed uh, team in the conference, but Zion Williamson definitely has outperformed my expectations specifically on the offensive end and deserves a lot of credit. So I was certainly wrong about him. We'll see how he does going forward, but um, I think it'll be interesting to see there. I talked about this yesterday with Rich, and I do need to clean this up a little bit uh, because this Miles Bridges dunk compared to Anthony Edwards' dunk being talked about as the best dunk of the year, best dunk of the decade, absolute phenomenal dunk. But I do think the Hornets announcer and this fact of we're all living for highlight plays and highlight reels and ESPN top plays and announcers calling plays like that, which, by the way, was an incredible call, but a little bit over the top. And I believe this being called the greatest dunk of the decade, potentially best dunk of the year, is because of the announcer's call. I mean, let's just be real here. An absolutely incredible poster dunk. Uh, I couldn't agree more with we need to be getting more posters up in our rooms of people getting dunked on, sports images, OBJ behind the back catches. Totally agree with all that. I'm a big poster guy. But when you're talking about posters in this situation, this man Anthony Edwards had two men on the ground, the whole both benches absolutely knocked out. And I get it, LaMelo Ball making the highlight with his reaction and some of the Hornets teammates because, yes, Miles Bridges' dunk on Clint Capella was jaw-dropping, was a phenomenal dunk. But I also think we're living these prisoner-of-the-moment situations where when you go and play both of those dunk back-to-back, I'd also argue, like Rich said, Anthony Edwards has another dunk on some guy this season where I'm like, oh my God, this dude, Anthony Edwards is catching bodies and Miles Bridges is known to catch bodies in the NBA. So deserves all the credit in the world for absolutely catching a body in Clint Capella two days ago, but best dunk of the year still got Anthony Edwards in that slot rookie, uh, Miles Bridges. We know what he's about. Um, I think Anthony Edwards has outperformed a lot of people's expectations on, yes, a very putrid Minnesota Timberwolves franchise um, in terms of what they're doing this season. But bringing in new owner and A-Rod and and his guy, Mark Lohr, or whatever his name is, um, potentially able to change a little bit of what's going on in Minnesota. Obviously, the tragedy going on in there right now, in my opinion, doesn't help. uh, But I think... There is some bright spots around this man, Anthony Edwards, who I also believe still has the best dunk of the year in the NBA. Um, Still a lot more to be played out in the NBA. And and all credit of the world to Miles Bridges for a phenomenal dunk. Uh, Like I mentioned, it was slightly nasty in terms of what he did to Clint Capella there. But I would also say Anthony Edwards has certainly done his fair share of nasty things in the NBA for a guy that a lot of people believed was a stretch to go number one overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I think he's performing pretty well uh, for those expectations. Uh, We'll see if he can get back up there in the rookie of the year bouts. Still a lot to be claimed with all the awards, in my opinion, for the NBA with about 20 games left. Uh, 
Saw the Knicks' largest win over the Lakers last night since 1995. Uh, obviously, the Lakers still dealing with the repercussions of not having Anthony Davis, not having LeBron James. Um, but if those guys do get back, hopefully full strength, uh, I do believe the Lakers will be the favorite in the West. Even depending on where they're seated, I do think there are some teams in the West that could certainly beat the Lakers. But at the same time, when I think of healthy LeBron James, healthy Anthony Davis, bringing in Andre Drummond with hopefully these pieces around that have won a few games, more games, not up against the Knicks yesterday, um, but more games than I would have expected to kind of at least tread water in a tough Western Conference. Uh It'll be interesting to see how injuries impact leading into this playoffs. Not only would I mention Jamal Murray, not only I mentioned James Harden earlier with his 10-day uh, hamstring issue, Kevin Durant out of minutes restriction, obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis, um, and you just got to hope there's no more big-time injuries to big-time players that are slated to participate in the playoff format because that throws a wrench into everything, and I think... Rich said it best yesterday where you can't assume that there aren't going to be any injuries, but you also want to assume everyone's healthy because that's uh, what we all want as sports fans. But I don't think that's ever actually the case. Like even come playoff time, everyone healthy. There's obviously nicks and bangs up, even playing a 10 less game season of all players. Um, and it really comes down to uh, full health for not only the roster in terms of all the way up and down with depth, um, I think of the Clippers and some of their depth. I think of the Heat and some of their depth, even with Victor Oladipo now having a knee issue. Um, how healthy can you be top to bottom? How healthy can you be not only with star players, but heading into the last week of the season, playoff time of the season, and who's going to get on that hot trend? Um, there's plenty of teams that could do that. Plenty of teams still fighting for playoff seeding and making the playoffs. Knicks, obviously, in that conversation as well, which I think is great for New York Knicks fans. Um, a lot of good stuff going on when it comes to the NBA um, and their season that they're getting through. Obviously, things cleaning up a little bit here with the COVID, but I think the NBA has a lot left to be told out here. Obviously, seeding awards, uh, injuries, and what we're looking like a week or two from now in regards to answers to all those questions as teams continue to try and bide for wins and seeding to get into the play-in spot. Particularly, you want to be above the play-in spot in the sixth seed. Um, it's a lot of intrigue with a lot of NBA players also talking about how they're not in favor of the play-in. Um, also interesting in that regard as well. Uh, when looking at some of the things that have been going on with the NBA changing up some of their formats. Uh, I do have a few things to get into in regards to some NFL stories. Um, so I'm going to do that here after the break. I had some reads yesterday that didn't get in. Just need to get a few couple quick more shout-outs in here. Wizards did snap the Jazz 24-game home streak last night, as I mentioned. 25, 14, and 14 for Russ, 34 and 5 for Bradley Beal. Um, huge win for the Wizards, as I was just talking about with Rich yesterday, needing as many wins as possible to ultimately try and climb back into that playing spot, thinking they can hopefully do so. Um, shout out to my guy Russ, still balling out. 
I saw Damian Lillard pass as Dirk Nowitzki for 11th all-time and made three-pointers. Shouted out Steph Curry for his achievement. Going to shout out Lillard for his. Also was watching the Mavs Sixers game on ESPN last night, and I saw the like hologram that was on the Mavs court of Dirk on both sides, which I think I covered that they were doing that, but actually have not seen a Mavs game, I guess, on live TV where I was like, oh, man, check that out. Uh, pretty sweet tribute to Dirk, obviously an all-time uh, international player in this league, and we saw two all-time international players, I think, in this league going at it last night in Luka and Joel Embiid, um, also with Steph Curry with a phenomenal nightcap game. Uh, the NBA has definitely been fire, but obviously the real story is the aftermath of the police shooting that caused unrest in Minneapolis, caused the postponement of not only the Twins and Red Sox and then Timberwolves, but also a hockey game. Uh, out of respect, obviously, for Deontay Wright and the situation that has gone on out there. Um, really taking over the headlines um, with just stuff like this happening at all fronts. Uh, I saw an ex-NFL player, Philip Adams, dead by suicide this past Thursday after killing five people in South Carolina. Um, you know, we stop in the sports games for those families. Um, and I'm not trying to disrespect any of the situation going on with the Wright family, but my whole point is like, what this is happening all the time. Um, and it's, it's not talked about enough and all fronts life and death and we've gotten to this point where i just think there's too many of these stories and in order to stop some of this there needs to be repercussions to all people that do things like this which is killing people for no reason uh it's just absolutely crazy uh what's crazy to me is people thinking that julian edelman is eligible should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. After the break, I'll tell you how I feel about that. Be right back in the Seggy Station. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Seggy Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout out to Rescue Mutt to many, but I said companion to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness and household, but I love a companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this, get yourself a little pet friend like mine at your local animal shelter, Pounder Nursery. Save their life and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your Sports Center update. Shout out DMX, still doing the DMX instrumentals. An absolute icon, legend. DMX passed away at the age of 50. Tiger Woods SUV was reportedly traveling from 84, anywhere between 84 and 87 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone and was going 75 miles per hour when it hit a tree. Um, there's no reports of impairment or any of drugs or alcohol in regards to the incident. Tiger Woods obviously lucky to be alive in this situation. Some of the reports coming out on Tiger Woods SUV crash over a month ago. Referee Bert Smith says a blood clot in his lung caused him to fall during Gonzaga's USC NCAA tournament game this past March Madness. Glad he is okay. Dexter Fowler is not okay. He has a torn ACL. Angels outfielder who joined the team this season via trade is out for the entire remainder of the season. Something I don't like to see in baseball at all. Prince Philip has also reportedly died at the age of 99. The prince was married to the queen Elizabeth for seven decades, long life for Prince Philip. 
Talked about the gunman who killed five people in South Carolina. Former NFL player Philip Adams, who killed himself this past Thursday early morning. Also got to talk about the OnlyFans mom whose kids got kicked out of Catholic school. Talks to bar stool and takes a flamethrower to the parents who started this war. It is absolutely reckless what's going on. Internet is wild. Former Titans running back and Heisman winner Eddie George will be the next head coach at Tennessee State, per Brett McMurphy. Deion Sanders also already taking over at Jackson State, another HBCU. Two former NFL legends now in the college rankings. Good to see. Victor Oladipo, as I mentioned, did exit the game this past week versus the Lakers due to an apparent knee injury and did not travel with the Heat on their upcoming four-game road trip. Did see J.J. Redick make his debut for the Mavericks last night as there was question marks surrounding that. Certainly question marks surrounding Andy Dalton as QB1. Taylor Gabriel says, nah, I'm good. Bears wide receiver announces his retirement after six NFL seasons. Can you imagine being able to do something for six years and retiring? Washington football team has cut tight end Thaddeus Moss. The undrafted tight end from LSU last season was on injured reserve and did not appear in a single NFL game. He has reportedly signed with the Bengals. Former teammate in Joe Burrow. Be interesting to see what Thad Moss has to offer in Cincinnati. Be interesting to see what Jadavion Clowney potentially has to offer in Cleveland as reports are they are set to strike a deal as early as this week. Jadavion Clowney teaming up with Miles Garrett in Cleveland. Arizona Fire Sean Miller, one year remaining on his contract, also under investigation. Suspended were the Arizona Wildcats on a one-year self-imposed ban. 150 and 68, five Elite Eight appearances, 302 and 109 in his 12 career seasons at Arizona. Pitch tracking in 2008 in the MLB. The Mets win on a controversial hit by pitch. Talked about that as 21 to 25 tested positive Vancouver Canucks in the NHL. The facility still remains closed as it was set to open Sunday. COVID still impacting this country, no doubt about it. Stay safe, wear your masks. Vaccines are available for people all over the country at this point. I do believe there's an interesting conversation to be had with that, but I'll save that for another day. Tune back in next segment here, Second Station Podcast. Appreciate all the love and support for the podcast as always. Going to take my quick break. Got some serious smoke on Julian Edelman talks of Hall of Famer coming up for you right after the break. All right, I'm back. I'm definitely going to be going in on Julian Edelman here in a minute. Obviously, the NFL draft is coming up here just two weeks from Thursday, 15 days, 16 days away, whatever it is. Uh, Rumors. Swirling around, obviously all teams, draft starting here, draft starting there. That's fine. We'll wait and see. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different than last year with COVID. All the draft virtual setups, draft heading back to a live format this year. Um, always highly rated, and obviously all NFL fans, sports fans, tune in to see what their team does. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. As obvious, uh, I feel like talking about that is kind of wasted space. Let's wait and see the draft and 
and then we can talk about it. Um, but I do need to talk about this. Uh, I do need to talk about the fact that Julian Edelman, um, I saw failed a physical with the New England Patriots. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. Um, so he term the Patriots terminated his contract, uh, after 11 seasons with the team. Uh, a lot of people are saying 12, I guess 12, 11, whatever you want to call it. Uh, his contract has been terminated and technically, uh, according to Adam Scheffner, this is a technicality as part of retirement and Julian Edelman has officially come on the record and announced his retirement um, from the NFL after, as I mentioned, 11 seasons, Super Bowl MVP in 53, uh, no scholarships out of high school. He was a quarterback at Kent State, won college, catch for 11 yards, no combine invites, seventh round pick. Obviously, we all know he was Brady's security blanket, had very clutch performances for the Pats during their dynasty and a three-time Super Bowl champion. Um, He has also an incredible career with 620 receptions, 6,822 receiving yards, 41 receiving touchdowns, 118 postseason receptions, and 1,442 yards, which is the second most in the Super Bowl era behind only Jerry Rice. An absolute incredible run for Julian Edelman. But let's just be real here. The only reason that we are talking about this man as a Hall of Fame prospect is because of what I just read right there. This man has no Pro Bowl appearances, no All-Pro appearances. Name me one player in the Hall of Fame who has no Pro Bowl appearances, no Hall of Fame, or no All-Pro team appearances. Also, I also would like to throw in the fact that I believe Julian Edelman was suspended twice for failing drug tests in the NFL. I'm curious on how many of those guys are in the Football Hall of Fame. Oh, wait. Let me think for a second. So, there, and I did some research on this. There are under 30 wide receivers in the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, currently. You're telling me Julian Edelman is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I saw an interesting stat. That Akeem Nix has more touchdowns in the postseason than Julian Edelman. Do you know who also has more? Danny Amendola, who was on the same team with Julian Edelman for those three Super Bowl runs. Are we going to give the entire Patriots team that has three rings a Hall of Fame gold jacket? No. There are plenty of guys that have made plenty of great all-time plays in Super Bowls. Maybe more than one also. Heinz Ward is... A great example. Not in the Hall of Fame. I bring up Terrell Owens because his off-the-field incidents kept him all the f- out of the Hall of Fame for four to five years, I believe it was the number. Recently got in this past year. T.O. still very griped on the whole situation. This dude, Julian Edelman, isn't even close to any of those type of numbers. Not even close. Not even remotely close. And you're going to tell me that his off-the-field stuff shouldn't matter for his Hall of Fame bid? I don't even think he deserves to be on the ballot. I honestly think Julian Edelman, even getting talks of being in the Hall of Fame, is flat-out disrespectful to not only current Hall of Famers, but Hall of Famers who are on the cusp of being in the Hall of Fame, conversations on the fence to being in the Hall of Fame, 
and guys that have done, won a Super Bowl, been named to a Pro Bowl, been an All-Pro in the NFL, and not even come close to the Hall of Fame. Flat-out disrespectful here. And really, this comes down to this perverted argument from Patriots fans, Boston media, all the BS with, oh man, look at what he did in the Super Bowl though, these incredible catches and these incredible stuff. Dude, let's just call it what it is here. Julian Edelman would have done none of that without your guy Tom Brady that everyone wants to throw up there as the GOAT. So if he's the GOAT, he's the greatest of all time, you're not going to be able to throw in all these other guys that were on that roster during those runs. Sorry. Not even close to a Hall of Famer as Julian Edelman. And by the way, if he's getting talked about as a Hall of Fame player, I cannot believe Eli Manning is a on-the-fence, towards-the-conversation Hall of Famer. Because if Julian Edelman is in that conversation, Eli Manning, first ballot. I mean, this is fu- this is absolutely ridiculous. Because he was on the Patriots, because he has some of the stats I mentioned in the postseason on what was obviously an incredible postseason run from all-time quarterback, all-time head coach, all-time roster, all around. Can't give all of them a gold jacket. And by the way, under 30 wide receivers in the NFL Hall of Fame. Julian Edelman, not even close. Not even close to a Hall of Fame player. No disrespect uh, to him. And not to diminish all the great things he, he's done. Uh, obviously, a, a, ch- a champion. I mean, elite, elite player. Um, but we don't see all elite players in the Hall of Fame. And I, I do think it's flat out disrespectful to, to include uh, this man's name in, in those conversations. Um, you know, you go look at some of the stuff on, on Julian Edelman here. He's 252nd in career touchdowns. You go look up career touchdowns in the NFL, he doesn't even make the list. Because there's only 250 people. He's 156th in career receptions. He has five playoff touchdowns, I told you. Hakeem Nix has more. Danny Amendola has more. To me, I saw this comparison, heard this comparison, and I couldn't agree more. He's Derek Fisher. He's the beneficiary of playing on a great roster as a above-average player, not a Hall of Fame player, contributing at many... Moments of their run. Derek Fisher ain't in the Hall of Fame. The reason why the Lakers were what they were were because of Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and other pieces that aren't Hall of Fame players. Very similar here to what I see with Julian Edelman. And I really hope people understand that you can't just throw a man in there because of rings. Because if we're doing that, then... There's a lot of guys that should be in the Hall of Fame that are not. And yeah, that's that's absolutely wild to me. Saw so other couple of things in the NFL I need to touch on. I saw the NFL is looking at creating its own version of Midnight Madness quote, which is 28 teams potentially opening their training camps on July 27th, on which the NFL is seriously reporting uh, reportedly considering looking at making their open to training camp as there are some fanfare accompanying. Obviously, there'd be cameras and media and all that there. Um, is this something that people are interested in? Of course. I mean, hard knocks. Everybody talks about it. Uh, I've been hearing so much about NFL 
and it's the offseason. And you got the draft coming up. It's more highly rated, the NFL draft, than the first round of the MLB playoffs, than the first round of the NBA playoffs. NFL is upper echelon tier in this country. And what I do think is interesting is obviously we want to see it, we want to hear it, we want to be covering it as much as possible. Uh, But it's also the shortest season in all professional sports. They added a 17th game this year. Um, But they're trying to find more ways to have the NFL in the limelight of sports. Not that it isn't already because obviously it's covered 365 days of the year by various people because of how various people feel about the NFL. I mean, some people are big-time NFL and their sports talk, and they're going to cover 80% of NFL, even during the offseason. And they can make all these hypotheticals and predictions and all that. And obviously there's some stories that come down, trades, uh, draft stuff. It's all there. But I do think if you're the NFL here, it becomes a point where you're almost oversaturating what you're doing. Um, Having training camps with fanfare, is that trying to make up for some of the lost money that you had last season? Um, It doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, I guess in a way it's cool um, in normal times, but in pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, I'm sorry, whatever we're calling it, return to normalcy, back to the old normal, all these different phrases you're going to hear. I just think you're going to see a lot of things remain structured to what they were during the pandemic because of how convenient they were and how much different it would be to now try and go back to that reality of what it was before. So the NFL trying to institute a lot of new things post pandemic is also a little bit interesting to me with obviously the ratings going to be there, but for what, I mean, am I going to be tuning in to watch training camp of the NFL? I guess if there's nothing else on, but I'd rather be watching NFL games. And I think them having such a short, quick season is part of why they are so beloved. The NFL season off season has been wild. Uh, Jets obviously trade away Sam Darnold, 49ers trade away or trade up for the three pick, um, three first round picks for the number three overall pick. The Eagles trade back in the draft. Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts. Rams trade Goff to the Lions for Stafford. Um, it's been a filled offseason uh, in regards to a lot of those stories to be talked about. Um, talked about Thad Moss getting picked up and claimed by the Bengals, and we'll see if he can do anything with his former QB at LSU. I saw Gio Bernard is signing a one-year deal with the Buccaneers, who just continue to load up, and that's fine. Um, I love that a lot of people are out here saying, oh man, Julian Edelman's heading to the Bucks, Dude, he's toast. I mean, he's burnt out. He said it himself. Uh, we'll see. 
Uh, I saw Kevin James is going to play Saints coach Sean Payton in a Netflix movie called Home Team. The movie is based on when Sean Payton was suspended in 2012 and coached his son's sixth grade football team due to the Bounty Gate situation. Must watch there, in my opinion. Still haven't seen Coming to America 2, which I'm sad about. Chewy talked about it yesterday. I'm looking forward to Space Jam 2. I've definitely seen the original Space Jam, but I was very young, obviously. So I want to see the original Space Jam. Definitely want to see Space Jam 2. Trying to see Coming to America 2. And looking forward to Home Team revolving around Sean Payton. Uh, let's see. Covered a good amount of the golf, obviously, with the Masters. Hideki Matsuyama's win. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Obviously, coming out of the Masters tournament this year. Um, then with Lee Elder, you got historic aces. Obviously, Hideki Matsuyama and being the first male Japanese player to win a major. Um, a lot of interesting storylines with Dustin Johnson missing the cut. Roy McIlroy absolutely lost. Um, and a lot of big-time names not in contention with, obviously, uh, some other names right there. Will Zalatoris in his Masters debut. Um, Xander Schauffele always there in contention. And Jordan Spieth in his last eight starts really rounding into form. Uh, he's got a total of five top three finishes in his last eight starts, including a victory two weeks ago at the Texas Valero Open. So good to see Jordan Spieth back playing well as it is hard to really compete at such a dominant level um, for so long in a sport like golf, um, which is why I always believe Tiger Woods will be the best player of all time. And I've said that multiple times, and I will continue to believe that because I don't think anybody will be able to replicate what this man did. Um, Can anybody replicate what Steph Curry is doing doing done for the warriors uh scouting report coming out point guard that can't run a team weak finisher must adjust to shooting into play style now a three-time nba champion two-time mvp six-time all-star only unanimous mvp in nba history past wilt chamberlain in the all-time warriors record last night uh 55-year record held by wilt chamberlain with 21 points in the first quarter, five threes, 10 threes on the night, 53 points. Just absolutely absurd. And similar to Jordan Spieth, a guy that I don't really like, but I've grown to appreciate, I've done the same with Steph Curry. Um, this dude is incredible, transcendent to the game of basketball. And to see what he's doing right now without his sidekick and Clay Thompson, his splash bro, uh, with a Clearly different Draymond Green and a under below average, if anything, uh, rest of the roster with Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre Jr. um, playing okay, but not good enough um, where Steph Curry is literally the the only reason they win games. Like he won that game last night by himself, uh, taking out the Nuggets, uh, which I do think will have some issues if Jamal Murray is unable to return. Uh, let's see. Saw a few interesting other things to get out of here on. Will Kane bringing back his podcast. Anybody can have one, as I mentioned. Um, you know, I used to listen to Will Kane on ESPN radio. 
Uh, now he went and broke off. Now he's bringing back a podcast. Uh, different, different for me. I'm not, I'm not ever hating on what people are doing, but uh, I've just been feeling a lot differently about a lot of the people I used to enjoy listening to in sports talk. Maybe it's because I do it. I don't know. Uh, but I can understand how a lot of them feel about why they like to do what they do. Um, I saw Brett Reed, the son of obviously head coach of the Chiefs, Andy Reed, who was charged with felony DWI uh, after the incident that happened right prior to the Super Bowl, if you all remember. Um, if convicted, could face up to seven years in prison. Um, and I talked about it opening up the podcast. I think not only should this dude, Derek Shaven, go to jail for, what, 25 years? Uh, Brett Reed should go to year, jail for seven years. And the police officer, 26 years on the force, who accidentally shot Deontay Wright, should go to prison for however long that charge mandates. Um, it shouldn't matter where you're at in society. If you do something to affect another family, Regardless of how much money or status you have, you should be punished for your actions. And we'll see how the trial goes for Brett Reed, who did post bond yesterday. I enjoy following some of these stories. I saw Malik Beasley, who was out now for four to six months, who was set to serve a prison sentence once the NBA season concluded. Uh, If you're out four to six weeks, start your prison sentence now. Um, I just don't like seeing special treatment for status. And I know that's never not going to be a thing, but particularly when it comes to affecting another family. I mean, there was a five-year-old girl in the Brett Reed incident. You had a 20-year-old shot. And George Floyd was just an innocent man getting pulled over at a traffic stop getting his neck kneeled on and died. It's, there has to be repercussions for those actions, no doubt about it. And it's definitely been a thing in sports, talked about in sports. Certainly also talked about in sports is MLB replay. Uh, I don't know what's going on with MLB replay. This is absolutely wild, Chew. Crazy. Absolutely embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing for the MLB. Literally, two replays in four days. Absolutely botched by the MLB. Clear system failure. Something needs to be done by the MLB. And that dude was clearly out. His foot did not touch the bag. And if you're going to do that, bottom of the ninth inning, third out of the bottom of the ninth inning, five-minute replay, five different angles, everybody saw it, and you're not going to reverse that play, makes no sense. Don't even have replay in the MLB. Replay is in sports for a reason, to try and get the right call. If you clearly get the wrong call, makes absolutely no sense to be able to review those plays. Shouldn't even have replay. Keep it to your old school, history S sport, whatever the BS you want to call it. Uh, I think this is an absolute failure by the MLB, and it makes it tough 
for a guy like me who's a fringe MLB fan uh, to see stories like this. That's all I have for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening as always. As always, still have no shame what I had to say. It's the man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to Seggy Station.